Alright, welcome to this week's episode of 30 and Unachieved. Let's have an honest discussion about insecurity. Remember when you were younger and you were not really confident about certain things? Well, the lack of confidence never actually leaves. Adulting is not easy. There is no book of rules that's available. Most of us are usually winging it. So today's episode is basically focused on that idea. And I'm being joined by one of my dearest bullies. <laughs> my dearest bullies from school, Kukua. What's up? <laughs> What's the last time I saw you in person, though? Um, what was the last time? I think years ago no, yeah when you brought me years. when you brought me the game of thrones the game of thrones yeah oh Monopoly. it's so amazing maybe three years yeah, three years. yeah. <laughs> when we're in school and we thought like you know life was just easy we we're joking around you need money you pick up the phone you call your parents and oh, they send you <laughs> <laughs> They tell you some stuff, and all you had to worry about was schools and IA and stuff. Now we are the adults; <laughs> we can't call home. Yeah. What, 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 yeah. What's the craziest thing you learned since you became what is defined as an adult? You know, it's when I what what what's the craziest thing I've learned. It's very much like salvation, right? You're you're working it out by yourself, and no one can do it for you. So that's that that is probably one of the things. And it's not really you have a a chart or a picture of what you think life should be about and how your your life should go, and then things happen. You know, like things just happen, <laughs> and um, and no one prepares you for that kind of um that kind of um what's what's the word i should use you know shock um and for me i think maybe one of the things that have defined my adulting is grief and unexpected grief and just you don't realize that you know your parents any of them could die at any moment like i mean you know it happens and you just somehow never think it will happen to you right now. You're so never prepared like for it. Things. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, so it's more like the whole idea. Let me just put it this way. In a way, is it the adults that came before us didn't really prepare us? Not just our parents, like people that we looked up to our role models they never sat us down to tell us listen life is going to be hard you're going to be rocked left to the right and you just have to make up your mind that you're going to survive do you think maybe if we had been told what to expect we might not have been so surprised when it finally happened <laughs> you know that's the thing it's 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 tricky because i think that they did but you know there are extremes to each of each each um, there are extremes. Let me say that because um, remember when we were in secondary school. Well, when I was in secondary school, um, my school's ode was basically telling you about life, and it's a very long ode. And now that we are living life, when you go through those words that they made us sing, 
um, you realize that they were actually trying to tell you that life is not going to be as is in secondary school. Like, you know, no one is telling you when to wake up, when to sleep, when to get things done. Um, and when, when, when you end up in trouble, you basically either have to dig yourself out or raise up your hands and, you know, and then there's also the parents who thought that because they have suffered, their kids must suffer. And so there's that angle where they would say, you know, do you know how I made it through life it was difficult and things like that. And of course, there's also those who overly shield and their kids. I don't know which part of the pendulum I belong to because <laughs> I'm not a DB, but I'm not a pocket too. So it, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they shielded us it's just that certain conversations were never had you know like like conversations about death and after death you know uh, not and by after death i don't mean like um, heaven and stuff like that which happens in church or wherever you get your religious source from but like mm-hmm. things like things like having a will things like planning a funeral things like the morgue and you know how how we even grieve in society like do you know that well i don't know if you know but so many people kept saying don't cry as a way as a coping you know like instead of saying oh i'm sorry for your loss they'll be like don't cry please don't cry but then grief you know crying is a part of grief yeah that's not what i want us to talk about no you're 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 you're, you know um you're, you're talking about grief and i feel as adults and i remember when i was about to turn 30 you're one of the people i used to talk to a lot about you know feelings that come the expectations the failures that you know and especially you and i we tend to be like our biggest self-critics so we tend to judge ourselves more do do, do you feel well for me like let me frame my thoughts properly Cause what you just said about grief oh god <laughs> damn Rissa. Ooh. god let's talk about feelings for a bit right um when i was approaching 30 i used to talk to you a lot about my fears and stuff do, do, do you ever wake up and feel i can't go on today like today i i just know it's too much i need to take a break but you still have to get up because you know there are people depending on you do you ever feel that way anthony you know like i ghosted you for how long after after we spoke about the podcast and it's yeah it's like it, it was one of those periods like i just i honestly couldn't I used to think that I was a great multitasker, but I'm honestly not, you know. And and sometimes you, some of the balls have to drop in order for you to live and 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 be human. So sometimes, what I have noticed is yes, I I have been in that situation, and I have, and and sometimes it's it's either work or it's social life or it's family life or you know it's personal relationships with and and also like my personal relationship with god most of the time you i can't carry all of them at once like i can't juggle all of it and and sometimes i drop some of the balls you know and and what actually made me feel good about myself this week was i was reading a book and in there uh, there's this myth of equality 
nothing is equal equality is a myth and even if you think everything is is important equally one of it is more important than the other so that's 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 what i am consoling myself with but when you are in the trenches you really can't see beyond the fact that you are not performing at some level that you expect to be and um, but you know like when when you are able to get out of it you can console yourself with stuff like mm. nothing is equal you know yeah so that's that wow <laughs> Okay, so I'm still on. I hate to sound like a motivational speaker, honestly, because life is not a motivational speech. It is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to use for the promo. Life is not a motivational speech. It's crazy. And and Russell, I think um, one of the fears that um, I have is. you know you always set you're told to set goals and all of that and as human you need to measure your growth and etc you were speaking about grief earlier you think it's it's necessary to grieve our loss not like human loss but maybe you set a goal for yourself and you failed and it was something that you really really wanted do you think it's okay to grieve certain things that we lose that may not necessarily be another person but maybe like a job that you really wanted that you worked so hard for uh maybe like you were working towards a scholarship and then you couldn't get it do you think it's right that we grieve those things in order to move on i honestly think so because you know like much like much like um grieving a person if you and this is something i will i really wish we didn't start with grief but now that we're here let me just say it this is something i beat myself up with um a lot because i think that when you do not give yourself the chance to grieve properly you carry the weight along for so long and um my mom passed almost six years ago wow it's been long it's been almost six years and in that in that time there was for me personally like everything happened so suddenly there was no no time to properly grieve because you are carrying so many things you know maybe that's another podcast the way we mourn in our Ghanaian system and the, mm. and the expectations from the first child and all those things like that's a whole other podcast but my point the point I'm trying to make is if it, I didn't give myself the opportunity to properly and wholly grieve like that that includes actually breaking down and realizing the gravity of this loss and just crying properly like i couldn't do a lot of that and what happens is you know and yes they say grief is not linear and that, that, that. but like when you don't give your time yourself time to do that to to go through the process and to to sort of come to um acceptance which is part of the grieving process i think but if you don't get there you are always going back and forth between what could have been and you know should have been and what i should have done and shouldn't have done and i think it's very similar to when you miss an opportunity really and um yesterday miranda and i were chatting about something we should have done <laughs> 10 years ago <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just like you you keep going back and forth about you know i really should have done this yeah but now you can't you didn't but what can you do about it now um so yes you we should give ourselves the opportunity to feel sad and take time off and just 
pause and reflect whatever it takes to keep us afloat. Ah, Rosa. Okay, quick one. Um, well, I come to you for motivation sometimes, but you also make me aware that you're going through your stuff. How do you yeah. get the strength? Because I think sometimes our inner strength is not enough for the load that we carry. So mm-hmm. how do you look for, when, you, when it comes to looking for strength outside of you, what do you mm-hmm. focus on? Who do you turn to? And what exactly must that person be in order to motivate you? In a, in, in a sense, where do you find your strength from outside of you? Yeah, do you know responsibilities? Um, <laughs> they are very motivating responsibilities. We don't give them enough credit. So, for example, I have an elderly dad, and so I think about him a lot. But you know, also thinking about him a lot often ends me up. Um, depressed or getting into depression and I use this term loosely but outside of myself I, I I go to God number one and number two I have a person because everybody needs a person and yes I'm married but this person is not necessarily my husband um, because you know sometimes you just need an external person and that person for me is Miranda and really like what are my expectations of her Honestly, sometimes you just need to chat and and mm. humor and that that mm-hmm. is just I don't know incredibly powerful. So we chat a lot and we laugh a lot and sometimes what she does I don't know if she realizes it, but she really helps to recenter me sometimes. Mm. Like if I am doing my oh why me's and why that and you know like I can't believe this is happening and things like that, she, like somebody external happens to see you for who you really are sometimes mm. you know and yes you believe in yourself but sometimes you need somebody else to see it too and to tell you especially when you are not um, um, in the correct frame of mind right so I don't I don't totally subscribe to the move in silence you know you could die in silence and mm. no one would know mm. so I yeah like I don't I don't subscribe to move in silence. If if you need help, shout and and I and I and Miranda I shout to her a lot. So yeah. <laughs> I I'm so glad you mentioned humor because you know in our local parlance they say Fabia Sri like use some of oh, yeah, yeah. what's happening to you as laughter and just laugh about it. So it's important to laugh about certain situations you find yourself in. Yeah. But totally. you know sometimes it's not that easy to just like oh shit. Like I'm not happy with my job, so ha 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 ha. You, you know, it's not that easy to laugh, and oh man, <laughs> this is crazy, Rosa. It's 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 really really crazy, cause you know, um, remember I the time I told you about um, Jisa and how Jisa yeah. told me that I wouldn't amount to anything, and I'll you know be chasing lecturers to change my grades and all of that. For a long time, I couldn't laugh about that issue because I, yeah. I kind of felt that was going to be the story until I kind of stopped. You know, they say stop and smell the roses or whatever they call it. So I stopped and I was actually counting my blessings 
and I was like, oh, I actually have a lot to laugh about, you know. So how important is it to actually stop and be grateful for where you are? It may not be where you want to be, but how important is it to just be grateful for where you are? And what does that do for you when you appreciate what you've achieved so far? Um, sure, Anthony, you ask the most intense questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what? Sorry, what does it? What does it? What's the importance of stopping to count your blessings? Yes. Um, do you know the thing is? Um, just the it's is an exercise. It and um. If I open my journal, like before I turned 30, I had like so much panic, very similar to what you, what we spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to write um, 30 things that I am grateful for and I didn't even get to 30, but like I felt a mood lift and change. And, and I think that this is why people preach journaling. I'm not pretty good. I'm not very good at it. But when I did that, like I saw that it helped me. Like refocus myself and just not whine and, you know, and be upset about what I want to achieve that I haven't. <laughs> and yeah, so like I counted my blessings basically, and I think that it it does it does help. And um, when you can't put it into words, so many people have written songs that usually speak to what we are going through at this moment. Mm. So it could be gospel, it could be reggae could be whatever it is you know and sometimes just listening to what is going on in your life in somebody's words depending on what it is if it's a heartbreak you're going through you could you could kill yourself with other people's <laughs> words but if you need to pick me up <laughs> if you need to pick me up sometimes other people's words do that and it could all even be a movie or some books or you know like something that has to do with trying to take your mind off what you think you should have done or should mm. have achieved mm. and just appreciating where you are so that's that's something i can say on that Oof. preach on <laughs> preach on yeah Ooh. Yeah, no, but like I said, I like when you said life is not a motivation, a motivational speech. But see, I feel that we're all going through something, but everybody has put on a mask that everything is okay with them, you know. So it makes it impossible for you to be the one to break down and say, you know what, I need help. I remember during the week, a friend asked me, What's the most difficult thing I can't say? And there was a list of questions like, I love you, um, blah, blah, blah. And I think one of them was, I need help. And I knew telling someone that I need help is one of the difficult things to say. Because you just can't go up to somebody, no matter how long you're like, you know what, bro, I'm depressed. Bro, like, I, I, I feel if I don't take a break, I might go crazy. You know, and it's also irritating to a point that sometimes you cannot put it into words exactly how you're feeling and then in our culture when you tell somebody you're depressed and what you have to be depressed about you have a good job what you have like you know isn't it just huh like i get when you say you need a person somebody who totally understands you and even when you can't find the words they can't interpret what you're saying without saying it True, and, and somebody you can be totally vulnerable with. And you know, like, um, that 
so it, it might not be reciprocal like it, it, it might not be that you are vulnerable with the person and they are vulnerable in turn with you because sometimes you don't need the person to be vulnerable with you you need a strong person mm-hmm. i think that we have to appreciate the fact that not everybody has the capacity to absorb you know our um our feelings and mm-hmm. that's okay you know sometimes sometimes they are also dealing with stuff so just checking in you know and saying do you do you think um, you have a moment for me to talk to you about something that's is happening to me right now and that's something i actually learned a few a few months ago i think but usually um people are also dealing with things and on the bit about um the the facade that everybody's living you know <laughs> everybody enjoys life in different phases and just because one part of my life is dim right now doesn't mean I can't enjoy the other part of it. Mm-hmm. And so maybe what you are experiencing of me is the part that I'm enjoying. And the, the danger then lies on me or you making that part that I'm enjoying, that I'm showing you, uh, making that the whole story about me. Do you, do you see that? It's a whole For book. You're like, just reading a chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like... Oh, like my kid. I take a picture of my kid and put it on on social media. But like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Yes, I'm enjoying that. But there are other parts of my life that I'm not so much enjoying that I can't just throw out, you know. Mm. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just sad that people assume that they know a person entirely by the snippets that they give online. Mm. or wherever they choose like wherever they choose to do so um but it is what it is you can't if you're not enjoying the whole salad and you enjoy just the onions nobody should prevent you from eating your onions and having steak in in peace (laughs) all right so my final question to you is in two parts right what do you well i think you already answered the first one was going to be what did you what do you think you should have known before you turned 30 but you already Mm. i think you mentioned it by saying we should have been prepared for you know all the challenges that were going to come so i think now that you're in your 30s and you have a child of your own you're going to have more children what is the one thing you're going to tell them to prepare them for this stage in life wow anthony your questions no i don't know i don't mean to but I need to know and they need to know too. <laughs> Honestly, the answer is I don't know because and I was I was chatting with my boss, who's also a friend. Oh, the kid just woke up. Um my boss who's also a friend and sorry. No problem. Oh so I was chatting with my boss who's also a friend and I was talking to her about, you know, I went to the um, I went to the bookshop to get a few books for the kids and I realized that some of the books were preparing the kids for conversations that I haven't even made up my mind to have yet and so I guess just we need to prepare mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, for example I was looking at books on race books on gender and these are for one year old so zero to two year old books are talking about um assigning genders the and changing big stuff. genders and yeah and 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 so like if people are breaking down these broad concepts and these big ideas into into 
bite sizes for kids then it, it makes me know that there's no room to say oh i'll wait for her to grow mm. um you know like our parents i think that's the thing that our parents said oh we are calling we'll discuss you know but you don't know what will happen by the time the child grows so i think that's the major thing for me like even if i think that she might not understand this a little research is showing me that people are talking to their kids about these things and if i don't or if i don't prepare my child the way i think is right for her um i'm just setting her up mm. to to fail you yeah. know like mm. so that's that's one of the things like i'm concerned about like there are big concepts but how do we talk about the big things right now so that's that's the thing um if i can tell myself one thing humility is good but you don't always have to be humble especially when it comes to your career and that's something that i've struggled with like if if i accomplish something in my career mm. um i find it hard to take credit for it like own it with my chest like you know how i don't know if i should say that's how we've been brought up but it's it feels like you are being loud about it but i've seen people who have done half or even less than half the things that i have done in in a particular project for example take so much ownership and lay so much claim and make it into something else that i didn't do you know mm. so then i'm just like especially in this world in in the world of digital media where everybody claims to be an expert <laughs> <laughs> if you don't if you don't think about yourself nobody will so mm. that's humility is good but you don't always have to be humble like it doesn't have to be to the extent where right. it's a disadvantage and it's cutthroat out here so you also have to yeah, learn how to cut roots <laughs> oh Risa, you've been so amazing so so amazing I, I i'm inspired this has been a long time coming because i've been trying to get her on here and like she said she's I been know. ghosting me every time i ask then she disappears for weeks <laughs> thank you so much rosa like i'm inspired i'm inspired if you're going through stuff and you need help shout that's what rosa said so thank you yeah, so much shout, rosa. you know if you don't shout and you drown everybody come to your funeral and guess what they'll eat your love and that's it mm. but if you shout you'll have a fighting chance for the next day so mm. yeah don't mm. don't move in silence if you are dying mm. Mm, 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 mm. this is church for days <laughs> this is church for days and days and days and days and days and days thank you so much rosa so that's it for ooh. i need to sit back like i start i listen to the episodes i think this is going to be the one i'm going to come back to over and over and over and over again because we need this and we need more people to be bold and like come out with your stories we're all struggling we all need help we all need hands and all of that so thank you rosa for being brave for being strong it's just you're awesome you're awesome thank you yes thank you so that's it for this episode for 30 and unachieved like i really need to go to meditate on all that rosa said and you can find us on all social media pages 30 and unachieved rosa would you want to give out your social media pages um yeah um i'm on instagram as kukwa asante and i kukwa underscore asante and also i do um i blog about my mom life because it's a thing now um on giggles and grants so giggles as in laughter and grants as in hard work um also on instagram oh so amazing thank you so much kukwa love you